0: Okay, so welcome back to another edition of Cloud Conversations. I am your host, Harvey Banks, and I'm joined tonight with Matt. What's up, Matt? Yeah, hello. Hey, uh, Matt you? was the guest on that last episode that the programs that we use kind of took a shit. Uh, so now we're back to try it again. Uh, tonight, we got a more fun topic, at least in my opinion, you know, it's uh... well, let me introduce Matt first. And then I'll explain the reason why I wanted to have this conversation with him. Matt, if you could tell the people one thing about you or two things about you that they should know or would like to know. Oh, I'll man. put you on the spot. Yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, uh, I was born a poor black child. And uh, <laughs> that's a shout out to, uh, what was his name? Uh, from the jerk. Martin, uh,
0: Steve Martin. Steve Martin, yeah, yeah. That's his, that was his line. Uh,
1: I don't know. I like being outside. I like your actual I mean.
0: background makes that funnier. <laughs> if people actually know your family right? makeup, you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: you you look at me and you're like, this dude. This yeah. dude's got. This dude's got some uh, some deer hung up in
0: a in a barn somewhere. To be fair, you still might though. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you right. Yeah, but nah, Matt. I know you. Um, like I said, I said this last time, but Matt comes from good people, man. Uh, I've known this kid pretty much my whole life, and I've known his people definitely my whole life. Uh, comes from a good, like I said, good people. Look out for everybody. A lot of love for everybody. Um, but I consider Matt to be like a renaissance man, especially when it comes to art and music and just culture period uh over on his Instagram at lord booty sweat i i always there's a few people's different instagrams that i check for check for and yours is always one of them just because it's uh it's always some eclectic shit man and it's always some stuff that like people might just think they cool pictures but they don't know what you're standing in front of you know what I mean? So like yeah. they don't know what yeah. these landmarks are, but I I catch it and it's like always like I enjoy people oh. that go that extra mile to appreciate culture. You know what I
1: mean? Man, I coming from coming from where we came from, I and mean, it's so small and people don't like to get out, and I think that always like push me to like continually stay in a position where I can leave. You know always seeking a
0: job or something that uh, lets me do that I keep telling my kids that too man like it's always good to just get out of your comfort zone and Mm -hmm. there's no better way to do that than to just go somewhere you you've never been or with people you don't know cause like that's like one of the first times that you got to ask yourself like I might not know who I am yet but like who do Mm -hmm. I wanna be you know what I mean and like, where yeah. am I comfortable at? What's kind of my lane? And you can only find that outside of your comfort zone, outside of where you grew yeah, up. You can't well, really find that stuff there, man. So, believe me, I know. That's 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 why I said again, like, it was things that catch my eye that I like. I, I like this person's style. I notice stuff like that because, like you said, coming from where we come from, like you just you don't really see a lot. And then you you grow up around people that don't really want to see a lot, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I moved as a teenager. And then I moved around to different places. And like I seen a lot. A lot that I didn't know about before. And that's when I knew, oh shit, like, hey, I'm really small and I'm not that important in this world. And B, like yeah. it's a lot going on out there. I just want to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so well, I appreciate you
1: digging digging the gram Yeah, you know I do it. I try you know to I do it, and that's I why st- I like the I like stimulation. So yeah, if yeah. I can uh, put something on there that somebody's like, oh, that's dope.
0: That's what it's for, too, man. Like we've been, I've been, I've been battling with social media so much internally, like for like two or three months now, just because mm-hmm. I don't like where it's at like what it's doing to people mentally and at the same time i love what it could be if that makes sense mm-hmm. like like i like the ideas of what it what it was supposed to be and what it's supposed to be used for and, and like like with you right like i have been gone from kentucky for 15 years and then like mm-hmm. being able to see like what you up to what you turned out and you know what i'm saying things like that i discover so much stuff on instagram and on social media that i got this love hate relationship and it's like i've really been struggling with that shit lately so i always appreciate anybody that's like taking the time to care because that's something Mm -hmm. we don't get a lot of people doing nowadays like people don't really or they act like they don't want to care anymore you know what i'm saying like that's become the new thing. And I'm like, nah, like take Bro, the time get, to make that shit. Get fly. ready for the get
1: ready for the metaverse.
0: Yeah. So me and Loriano, <laughs> we had a my, my homie, we had a uh, he's from Oregon. We had a conversation yeah. on that last week. Dog. It's wild. Even since then, like, I've seen some other stuff. And it's either gonna be the greatest thing that to happen to mankind or the worst. <laughs> And I don't You've know. You've Seen what, Wally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Bro, uh, that's yeah, it. yeah, that's it. That's it. And it's uh, it makes me think of something. I'm gonna ask you too, because maybe you have an opinion on this. I just be thinking about shit sometimes, but it's like, you ever think about yeah. let's humans and what we've done in the last hundred and twenty five years, right? In comparison. To what we did in the previous thousands of years, yeah. You think we could be moving too fast?
1: Mm, I don't know. They say that when Rome fell, when that whole empire fell, it set back uh, human or this whole the whole human species back so many hundred years. So, really, if that was if that was yeah, if that was still if that never happened, they say that. Uh, we might be light years ahead of where we are so i don't know i don't think i mean going what was crazy is learn when we learned how to fly and then we went to the moon in like 20 years
0: isn't that crazy? i don't think it's that long but yeah. that's that's what's crazy it don't take much dog it's that's fast and mm-hmm. it and it makes me think like I be feeling ancient like I'm 34 years old but I got a son that's 50 he's about to be 16 actually and so like right I explain stuff to him and he's just like what you mean y'all didn't have the internet what do you mean you couldn't be on the phone at the same time as the internet and I'm like no Mm -hmm. dog I'm telling you this wasn't that long ago like and he's like (laughs) Right. I was in high school man Yeah and he's like right And I was just like man just My mom used to it.
1: pick up the line and Cuss whoever's on the line out when I was talking to her
0: Yeah definitely Get off and the phone it's 10 o'clock Get off the phone I'm, suppo- I'm with my grandma she was the church clerk And they used to like fax her shit Like email <laughs> Right mm-hmm. and so she would be like Don't be on the phone I'm supposed to get a fax in I'm like dog <laughs> why can't they just call you because the funny thing was you know they was old people too so they would call her to tell her that they about to fax her some information and i'm just like man anyways like i said we've we've moved on from that uh life is good i am happy that you know the kind of technology we have now can let us connect here and create this thing that's actually going to live in the universe forever you know just to put some gravity on this Um, But today, what I wanted to talk about was actually none of that shit, because I can go on forever about that. I'm struggling, man. Um, I had a conversation with my son and it led me to be like, what is my top three albums of all time? And I thought I knew myself. And I thought like, oh, this is easy. This is going to be fun. I could just make this list and do my thing. Boom. Man, I struggled so hard because there's so much great music from so many great artists that it's uh, it's almost impossible. And I felt like it was, uh, I was torturing myself, putting myself through this and then i was like okay this is definitely a conversation that needs to be had and again i'm having it for fun people out there were having it for fun just because this is my favorite three doesn't mean it has to be your favorite three or any of them have to be in there again this is just me and then i thought like well who could i'm glad I'm,
1: I'm glad you said that it's your favorite because I, I i struggled with that myself because i was like does he want to does he want like the top three of all time yeah for the <laughs> world's sake or for my sake I probably so should have been when I chose my three, I
0: probably should have been more clear about yeah, that I, yeah
1: yeah well luckily I I went into like what kind of molded me yes so yeah I can't speak for the world
0: but so what, when, I, when I was figuring out who to have this conversation with you were the first name that came up because I was like okay I think he's going to I think he'll understand the gravity of the situation like I did, like like when I was sitting there and I'm sure other people would think I was crazy because I'm like literally writing down stuff. Right. And I'm like, okay, nah, nah, I can't put that there. I can't put this over that shit. I can't leave this out. And I was like, who would care this much? He would care this much. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Yeah, man, I appreciate you doing it because I'm pretty sure you probably went through some shit too.
1: Man, I'm googling old albums. I'm just like, what? What, what did I? What did I listen to that? I know I got this, but what about this? Yeah, man. In '93, that whole year was crazy. But yeah. yeah,
0: you could do you could do a you could break down top three albums every year from '91 through 98 i mean you could throw 99 in, Mm -hmm. and the list that's that list alone would be so crazy year by year that like i do understand like i know that people people romanticize the 90s a lot now right yeah Uh, some of it's valid some of it's not but like when when we're talking about like golden era of music not just hip hop music it's hard to argue with that 91 the 90s run especially hip hop yeah. especially hip hop Um. also R&B again them R&B cats like from the 80s and 70s listen y'all got classics it's cool I'm not hating but come on <laughs> Really, like the '90s was everything when it came to art. Uh, like, uh, and let me. All right, let me put a disclaimer out there. That was my time too, right? That was my introduction point. But as a student, I've went back and I've listened. I gotta say the '90s got it, man. Um, but yeah, let, let's get into this list because, like I said, it's gonna lead to a lot of a lot of conversation. So. I'll kick a of conversation. So I'll kick this thing off. So I'll kick was, and I will go first. Voice was very, very difficult for me. It was actually the hardest, very, very difficult for me. It was actually the hardest. I landed on Stevie Wonder's inner visions. It was because in that pick alone, I had to figure out which Stevie album I wanted to put there. And that's a whole nother show for a whole nother day. If you ever actually go and just study Stevie, Stevie wonders a wild boy, like a lot of the greatest songs, Stevie songs that we enjoy that have been made over 30 times. He wrote when he was like 16 and 17. And that shit is mind blowing to me. And then like a fun story about Stevie. So Stevie signs with Motown at the time Motown has they are making hits the way that GM is making cars and that Ford's making cars. Right. It's an assembly line. They sign an artist. They bring the artist through. They got Smokey writing the songs and then they got the in-house band make the hit pump them out they're doing that shit like factory right stevie wonder shows up to motown and they're like okay we're excited to work with you you know this kid's cool this kid's nice this kid's really good they're like so we got Smokey here to help you with the writing and things like that and stevie's like oh no i'm done and they're like i'm sorry what they're like "No, no 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 like we got the in-house band we're gonna build around your sound, like we're gonna come up with something. He's like, "Oh no, like I got it done already." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "No, nah, my songs are written. I'm done. I just need to record them." And so Smokey <laughs> calls Barry Gordy and is like, "Yo, like this kid, you know, this kid's saying he's got songs already." And Barry Gordy says, "Let him play them. So he starts to play these songs, and the what the the story I I read was the musicians that were inside the studio started putting their instruments up, dog. They was just like, it's over. There's nothing we can write for this kid, because this kid is just that talented. He was 16 years old. <laughs> and it's like, imagine being that good and that elevated at your craft at 16 years old. Was he blind his entire life? He was, yeah, he was blind his, his whole life. And, um, uh, I would imagine that that's I don't know what that's like, obviously, but like, I mean, just creative wise, I would think it would turn all your other sense. Like, obviously, yes, Stevie can probably hear better than other people. And you know what I mean? But like I'm talking the imagination, right? The details that Stevie must feel. So if if, when Stevie's singing to his woman, it means more because he's talking probably through his hands, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he can only feel these things. And so, like, it makes it feel to me it's a little more authentic. And so when Stevie gives his perspective, it's almost like an innocent perspective, like you would like like a child. You know what I mean? What do you think of this to a child? And they're going to give you that answer. And even if that answer is wrong, it's like, you know, they really believe this shit. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: that's that's what Stevie was musically to me and i'm gonna be honest i chose intervisions and the only reason i chose intervisions because this my all-time favorite stevie wonder song is jesus save the children of america man and it's i'm telling you this song to me it doesn't really matter my mood when it comes on it puts me in a certain place and Whether that place is happy, whether I'm kind of down that day and I just need a pick me up or a motivation it's just the way Stevie put this song together. And also just nerd fact, like songs weren't structured like this back then. And Stevie just did whatever the fuck he wanted to do on the record and was like, y'all going to listen and you're going to play it this way. And I know it really don't make sense for radio, but take this shit anyways and so i'm gonna play some of this here youtube um if you're watching if you end up watching this on youtube you're probably just gonna hear a blank just because boy do they be hating when it comes to this music but i do want to say i don't own any of this music that we're gonna play tonight i'm not trying to pretend to so just let this shit fly please and this is stevie wonder and this is off Intervisions, which is my number three album of all time
2: Hello Jesus Jesus children Jesus loves you Jesus children Hello children You can Jesus talk over this shit too man Hey
0: man one one of the dope things about this too is Stevie plays every part in the song
2: Are you hearing what he's saying <laughs> Are you feeling what you're praying
0: was Stevie Wonder, I'm gonna stop it there. That was Stevie Wonder's uh, Jesus said the children of America off of inner man. Like, what's that do to you, man? It just feels good, and it'd be certain vibrations for me that just feel good. Stevie got them, it's that one is my favorite, but Stevie got like seven of those or eight of those. It is just like, I don't care what we got going on, everybody just relax. Stevie's on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All right, Matt. What you got for number three? All
1: right. So I think I chose my number three, which was, like you said, pretty, pretty difficult. Uh, And the reason I'm choosing this is just because kind of where music was at for the most part was kind of uh, it was that stadium. Stadium type uh I don't know. Oh they're just they were there wasn't any heart in the music when when this album I think comes. I'm sure someone would be like, ah hell no. But Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid Mass City. Um when when that came out, I remember where was I? I was in I was on a boat somewhere in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and somehow someone got enough service to download the album and we had uh we had like hard drives we had external hard drives that we would like pretty much get aids with swapping movies and shit while we were deployed and i got good kid mass city i i remember i went to uh i went to this birthing which is like a a room that 20 people are sleeping in and i was like uh there's this dude named corporal terry i was like i need that and I forgot where he was from. He was this country dude. But he's like, I got you. Threw it on my hard drive. And then I just got in my rack and I zoned out. And what Kendrick did on that album, he took you on a journey through his perspective of life and from beginning to end and his family involved in it and just the storytelling. And you can't, I don't know, you can't not. I'm sure people say to Pimple Butterflies, his best album but i don't know that resonates with me you know uh, as a kid from kentucky i'm you know i'm right there with him in gang compton
0: yeah yeah it's a music having the ability to take you somewhere is is always special and Mm -hmm. i don't know that an artist i don't know that an artist from california had ever like Put me into their hood like that. Oh man, you know what I mean. It's, and I I believe that. So I think one of the albums I struggled with. I'm gonna go ahead and throw it in there now because it didn't make the list, but it's relevant here. Was Doggy Style with Snoop Dogg, right? I love it. Just because I I love G Funk Dog, like I mm-hmm. I can't. It's I it's something about it, right? But even that didn't transport me somewhere and it could be because i was so young but even when i listen to it now like it doesn't necessarily take me to long beach it takes me to that time period but it doesn't mm-hmm. take me there like i was in the car with kendrick and them oh yeah like that's that's what it felt like you know what i mean the art and it's of just pressure. like yeah yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and play that one now okay. just because everybody boy
3: Everybody Crazy. sit your bitch ass down and listen to the true motherfucking story told by Kendra Monroe's Rosecrans.
2: Right
4: now.
0: He really got to put us in the right mindset now. Crazy, fuck it. Make you just put the hood on, dog. Like,
3: <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. Man,
1: she hit the block way too hard, y'all. Me and My niggas
4: hold deep in a white Toyota. Oh, so tank of gas, one pistol, and orange soda. Jakey stash box when the fender rallies a roll up. Basketball shorts with the Gonzales Park odor. On the mission for bad bitches and trouble. I hope the universe loves you today. Cause the energy we bring is sure to carry away a flock of positive activists and fill their body with hate. If it's necessary, Bumped the cheesy first album and looking distracted. Speaking language only, we know you think it's an accent. The windows roll down, all I see is a hand pass High boxing like George Foreman, grilling the masses of the working world. We poured up on a bunch of working girls and asked them what they're working with. Look at me, I got the blood in my mouth. Usually I'm drug free, but shit, I'm with the homies
2: Yeah, nigga, we off for pill and Remy Red Come through and bust your head, nigga
4: Me and the homies
2: I Sag all the way to the liquor store With my niggas pouring forward, get twisted some more. Me and the homies I ride for my motherfucking niggas Hop out, do my stuff, then hop back in Me and the homies Matter of fact, I hop out, that motherfucking be
4: like Doo, do, 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 do. It's 2.30 broken I hear my stomach screaming hungry There's, levels to, the there's, there's, there's levels, levels to the
0: There's levels I get goosebumps That dude right there is different And as I was listening to it that time I was listening into Kendrick takes it somewhere that it needs, Somewhere it needs to go but I was paying attention to the beat too, so like, mm-hmm. In the first part of the beat, Kendrick is perfect because he was merging. And at the time when Kendrick came out too, so we've got the West, and and around two thousand eight, two thousand nine, the West, I'm not gonna say they was struggling, but the West, the identity wasn't that great, right? Because the West had game. Mm-hmm but game came to the east to get hot, right? Like, game will tell you different. Dre backed game, but game got hot with G-Unit, right? And so I take the game out of it because the G-Unit run was just different, right? It didn't matter where you was from. If you was G-Unit, you you were there. And so everybody still, when they thought about the West, you still thought about Dre and Snoop, right? Because, like, A, that speaks to the greatness of Dre, But like, it was almost like his run didn't stop. And so Kendrick to me was the first one to be like, yeah, we had that shit. Then we had game shit. Now y'all got me shit, but I'm a mixture of they shit. And so like, even the chords in the beginning beat were definitely some G-Funk inspired chords. And then when it drops, like when it switches... That's where you get the lyrical ability of Kendrick. But that to me is a lot of Snoop Dogg, too, because Snoop used to storytell too. People don't think about that shit about Snoop, but Snoop was telling you stories. And so like Kendrick to me is just like the perfect. It's like he studied, dog. It's like he had the perfect masterclass of. All right, I'm just like he's been studying Dre and Snoop Dogg like hands on since he was three. I need to take these elements and these elements and these elements, and this is how I take them on this ride.
1: Plus, it was like right on the back end of like that whole the new, you remember the new boys? Yeah, like that whole like
0: the you're that a jerk, whole
1: like the yeah, jerk. Yeah, so yeah. that whole kind of craze of I mean, hip hop had like a uh, a weird time. It always does. It comes in and it comes out. You know. There's a, it's very uh, fashionable, I guess you could say. Like uh, trends come and they go, and that's what Kendrick's. He's gonna be here forever. Like he he makes music for forever.
0: You know, it's not that TDE as a whole is pretty special with the way that they do things. Um, I know people have a, people have problems with Kendrick because it takes him. It takes him a long time. It's actually one of the things that I love about Kendrick is he doesn't ever feel like he's on any schedule to put something out and so every time you get a Kendrick project he's going to take you on a different journey and it's a different everything and I really appreciate that from him and I'm glad you put that one up there because man I don't think Kendrick that's a special one. That's a special
1: one. You can put that album on and just you're yes. going there. You're going down road. Yes. Camp, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the crazy part. And that, I don't know, hearing that album made me want to drive down Compton, you know, like and I went to Compton, like, I mean, I got out and I got gas, like as a white dude from Kentucky. What am I doing out here? You know, what but she was,
0: you was thinking about that. <laughs> got yeah. me,
1: you know what I'm saying? Like, I need to feel it. I want to feel it. You know, cause let me go. Let me go to. Let me go to watch. That's the I ultimate,
0: and I think that's the ultimate compliment to the music because I think when when an artist does music like that, that's an invitation. He was inviting you into yeah. that world, and and you just accepted the invitation. Like he was like, "I gotta go." Like, yeah. yeah. And I think that's dope, man. I'm a, I might get something might happen, but I'm going. I'm going anyways. I can't not go. Um. <laughs> all right. Let me move on to number two. Shout out Kendrick, man. And by the way, uh, I don't know that. We were talking about some people say to pimp a butterfly is better. Uh, I don't know that's better than that. I really like to pimp a butterfly though. That shit hard. You know me. I like G Funk and shit, and he opened yeah. that shit up with G Funk. So, but oh, I don't yeah. know, dog. That shit. That shit might be harder. Uh, number two was another one that was different for me, or difficult before me, because I knew I was going with a Kanye West joint, but I didn't know which one, and so. For me, I was just like, I remember what college dropout did to music, to how people people listening to music, to people making music, to how the beats was sounding. Everything changed. Right. And so I was like. I know this needs to sit in some museum somewhere as like, ah, that was the moment like. I think LeBron was the moment that everything changed from 90s NBA. It's like, oh, no, this dude is different. This dude is six, eight. He's the fastest on the floor, but he's like the biggest and the strongest, too. And that's not supposed to all be the same way. Things are different and they're not going to be the same anymore. Right. And then. I was so I was wondering how you follow up something that became so massive that everyone started to emulate that, right? Everyone either had a Kanye beat or had a beat that sounded like Kanye, right? And so I was like, what's going to happen after this? And then my favorite Kanye West album. And I went through for context. I went through and listened to every one of them before I landed on this because I had to make sure. Like I had to make sure, sure. And my favorite Kanye West album is late registration. And the funny part about that is. I remember when it first came out, it really wasn't my favorite. Like it just really wasn't. It was cool, but it really wasn't my favorite. But like every time I go back and listen to it, it's the one for me that I don't skip. He's got a couple that comes close, but literally we got down to the point that it's like, but I do skip that one song. This was the one for me that it was like, nope, late registration, the production on this, how he structured it. um, The letting people shine. Kanye featuring Paul Wall on that album at that time at that time Paul Wall was fairly new but Kanye seen how dope he was and so like I remember that being like a hey y'all know Paul Wall's that dude right because I have been saying that to people anyways and Kanye putting him on there I was just like yeah okay cool he gets it too thank you for the world to see and then like You put him on a Tupac flip. (laughs) And then he also had the game on another record. And then the actual song I'm going to play. And I went back and forth on which song I was going to play for this album. But the one I'm going to play, Kanye's not even on it. It's common. But it's like a it's like a break in the album. It's like I'm taking you on this journey. But now we got to have a. You're at a concert and we need a, a a a outfit change. Let me let my mans come in and take mm-hmm. this thing home. And so like my favorite point in the album is Commons My Way Home. And I just think it's dope that Kanye would let somebody get a whole joint on your shit, especially with the Gil Scott-Heron in the background like come on man, you you can't get Yeah. This is my favorite shit from the album, man. And he ain't even on it. Yeah.
4: They say home is where the hate is. My dome is where fate is. I stroll where souls get lost like Vegas. Seen through the eyes of rebel glasses. Pray to God that my arms reach the masses. The young smoke grass in grassless jungles. Rubber band together in cashless bundles. We wear struggling chains. Divided only hustle remains. Make a sense of it. We hustle for change. Revolution ain't a game. It's another name. But life fighting. Someone to stay in their corner like Mike Tyson. Heights fighting for style. Heighten they hell Don't he know he could only get as high as he fell Show money becomes bail Relationships become jail Children are unheld I wish love was for sale Behold the pale Horse got me trapped like Arkell I bail and it Might not be such a bad idea If I never uh, Never
0: will What if Tyler Carlin was on the same the <laughs> verse? <laughs> they would scrub off the digital version <laughs> I can Uh, Yeah, that was my on my way home, kind of in the same vein that like Kendrick will take you to Rosecrans and, you know, all these albums will take you to these different places. Uh, Having now been to Chicago quite a few times, it feels like it. Right. And so I got to Chicago late just because I wasn't ever trying to go to Chicago because I just wasn't really trying to go to Chicago. That shit was like two hours from my house right and uh it's funny because i remember like one of the first times i was driving through chicago and the music i feel it right not just from kanye and to take it off of him a little bit like one of my favorite r&b albums is uh ari lennox that shea butter baby is like it's when I drive through Chicago, I want to hear that. That's where she's from, too. And it's got that same feel. It feels like something there. It took me to a place. I can listen to a song and be like, where are they from? Because they got that same feel. And, and Kanye gave me that. And at the time, the interesting part about Kanye giving us that is that like he was already in New York at the time. But again, music has that power of like, like it'll translate. You can't get away from that shit. You know what I mean?
1: Is that your uh, is that your
0: favorite city? Chicago? Nah, New York's my favorite city. I really? spend a lot of time in New York. I
1: wanna man. I wanna spend more time in New York. I mean I, I Listen, got to visit one time right before COVID. New
0: York is yeah, that's my spot. I've been I've been in New York three times in the last six months. <laughs> uh yeah, man. I I it's something it's just something different. I can't explain it. Like I I go and and it's when I get every time I step foot back in New York it's like <sighs> smells like piss out here this is right this feels right like I just like a little bit of unpredictability I like um I'm t- I've been tied through hip hop I've been tied to this city in so many different ways that it it always feels good it, it's always something new uh me and loriano like i said my homie from oregon last year was yeah it was 2020. they're having wildfires they were having the wildfires out there he had to evacuate where he was at and so like he evacuated uh he got a flight in medford he flew over to indianapolis i picked him up here we were just chilling in my backyard we built a fire and shit. he's like he's from new york and i was like bro let's just go to new york literally it was like 11:30 30 at night he was like, well, let's go then. And so we booked the flight for literally eight in the morning and we just went. And um, every single time I go to New York. It's uh the energy feels different. You know what I mean? And so, like, I pick up on some different kinds of energy every single time. If I'm if I have been thinking about something or worrying about something, I find some clarity there again i like to go to places that are much bigger than me
1: oh yeah because, maybe you can escape into and, uh, and yeah. uh whatever's going on there
0: right and it's like um yeah man and it'll also make you appreciate the things that like you you got and you want because mm-hmm. like little things like driving <laughs> like it, it sounds weird but like when you're in New York, you're driving, it's not a, it's an option, but it's a terrible option, right? And there's times that, like, I'm just like, nah, dog, I just need to get in the car. I just want to go over to CVS. Let me just get in the car. And here, living in Indy, I just jump in the car and I'm at CVS in three minutes. That's not, it don't fly like that there, right? Like, you gotta, It everything is different. The transportation moves different. What you can and can't do, it's just different. And so, like, you got to adjust to this thing and it'll make you really appreciate things back where you call home, you know. And so usually by the end of the trip, I'm like, OK, yeah, I'm ready to go home because I don't got used to being able to just move how I want to move. And you can't just move how you want to move. You, you, you've never been, though. I went I went right before
1: COVID hit and I was only there for, I think, four days and I was jumping from from Brooklyn to Manhattan. I didn't really get to see New York like I wanted to, but I seen a bunch of cool shit.
0: Yeah, we uh, when me when me and Loriano was there, we it was we were fucking dumb, dude. It was right in the middle of COVID, and uh, looking back now, we was probably kind of reckless, but we went and like they was not playing about COVID in New York, so like everything in Manhattan shuts down at ten o'clock. Yeah period you can't get food you can't you're not going to the hookah spot it's all shut down so it's like 10 15 10 20 and i'm like bro i'm hungry like <laughs> we in we in midtown like but ain't nothing open we can't get pizza we can't now i i already had a hot dog my nigga like and he was like okay cool and i think he takes his brother or something his brother lives in jersey now but they was like yo it's some spots open in brooklyn So I was like, cool. We're going to Brooklyn. So we jump on the subway. We head over to Brooklyn and uh, it's a couple places open, but the place we were going to closed. And here's the problem. It's raining, right? And it had just started raining, but it wasn't too, too terrible. And so we go, we jump off the subway. We got to walk like six, seven blocks to get to this place for it to be closed. Then it starts pouring rain So we run back down to try to catch the ferry back over. And the dude's about to close the gate. And he's like, nah, y'all got to get a token. And I was like, okay, cool. Where are the tokens at? And he's like, up at the top of the thing up there. Like, you got to go up there and grab a token. I said, cool. You can wait for us. We're about to run up there. And he's like, nah, I can't wait. Closes the gate <laughs> and bounces, right? <laughs> and that's the last ferry for the evening because they had inclement weather so I'm like fuck we pouring down it's, it's soaking wet and then this Indian guy was just like he had ordered food from a place and he was standing up under this canopy trying to be dry he was cool as hell though and we, we kind of ran up under there to get dry and we was just chopping it up with him and he was like y'all smoke you hungry you know what I mean but uh, we ended up having to call an Uber and that shit was like $58 to get back to Manhattan though it was disgusting it was disgusting but overall, it was a good trip. New York's a good place. New York's a good place. But let's move on. Let's move on. You, uh, Number two for you. What you got? Okay, number two. Uh,
1: I'm going with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Um, this was uh, introduced to me by my, my dad. I call him my dad. That's my stepdad. Willie Hunter, Ice Water. Uh, everybody knows him. But... He threw, he threw, uh, he threw me this CD because he had it on CD, and he was just like, "Listen to this." Uh, I'm probably eleven or twelve. He, he sees I'm dabbling in music and whatnot. I'm throwing random posters up of you know, um, different types of artists in my room and shit. And I'm I'm kind of thumbing through his uh, vinyls and see what he has. But he threw me that, and he was just like, listen to it, just see where it goes. And that's one of the first times I listened to music and realized how you can use sound to kind of how they went from one side of the earbud to the other side of the earbud, and you could hear shit in the back. Oh, my God. You could hear it in the background. You could hear, you know, these these notes and these sounds that they they were able to put you out of your comfort zone but make you feel so comfortable and it's crazy because i don't know i've heard that but not in that intimate setting because i went in my room and i put my headphones on and i zoned out and that's a it's just an album that i can i can always put
0: on and find something new in yeah pink floyd is a everybody knows pink floyd the the brand you know what i mean and like i was telling you before we got into this that i was kind of i was kind of mad at myself that i wasn't aware of this record like this and that was one of the first things i noticed too was how they play with uh they play with the field of sound uh with stereo Mm -hmm. it's a It's not new It's definitely not new, but for the time period, I don't know that anyone else played with it. Like I heard on this, right? Uh, Nowadays, it's, it's one of those things to where it's used, but not necessarily used artistically all the time. So I come from a, a rap background. And when I was making music, I would have to engineer my own sessions and a lot of times now the only reason it's panned to one side or another is because it's clashing in an area with something else right and so you do that to soften a sound and so if, if i'm doing ad libs or something right and the ad libs are just as powerful as your main vocal you've got to like pan your ad-libs somewhere else and they'll set in their own little pocket of the headphone that's usually a mixing technique um not necessarily art but they did this shit to take you like art it's surround sound oh my it's God. a theater it's like a it's different yeah it's different
1: so it felt like i was i'd smoked weed this was before i even tried weed and right. then and then I listen to it on on some pot. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm right, we're gonna play this. I'm out. I'm, I'm gonna play here. this
0: song called "Time," and yeah, it's uh Let's just go there, man. Let's just go there. Hold on, I got you. I'm gonna play this whole build up. It's a long intro, but like. I ain't fucking with it. I'm gonna let that shit ride, man. (laughs) It sets it up. You seen the movie Idlewild? Yeah, it's been a while,
1: though.
0: This reminds me of a song on the soundtrack. I think it was in the movie, too. Chronometrophobia. You gotta look that up. I'm uh, I'm typing it in there. Yeah, the beginning of this one reminds me of that.
1: I just want to like drive through the desert. in convertible, but I want the sound really loud. I want to hear everything.
0: I need to see the mountains off in the distance. Maybe a wolf howls. I see it. Yeah, that's it, that's it. also you know the confidence it takes to do an intro for two minutes it's what it's like think about that because they're gonna do this live and be like nah you just gotta go you just gotta walk with us don't run don't skip you're gonna walk with us that's crazy matter what the year is. That's just timeless music. And it's uh what's what stuck out to me was the bass. Like the bass was carrying the song. And when usually when I speak, I speak from a dude that made music. And it's like a these are different styles. Like Mm -hmm. that's that wasn't the style back then. Your drummer led or your guitar led, right? Mm-hmm. But on that one, the bass was responsible for the swing of it, and that's a newer technique. That's a, that's an R and B style technique, and uh yeah. So for R and B, the I think the instead of rhythm, that's like the rock and blues. Cause there you go. That shit, that shit was, yeah, it take you somewhere.
1: Do you? And uh, then you got you got Sister Johnson, and in the, in the background, she's like, well, yeah. you know. <laughs>
0: Take you to church real quick. Come on. She's touching your soul. Man. man. Music man. Music can just do that shit. Like it's um it's special, bro. Right? Music is special. I'll fuck with people. Alright, let me get to let me get to my number one because we're running. The time is oh yeah, we pushing it. We pushing it. Um <laughs> number one. If anybody. um number one. If anybody already knew Already know like this, this masterpiece, this work of art, to me is the greatest work of art that's ever been put together. And I know that sounds crazy, but like, let me ex- like this shit is different. So my number one album of all time, any genre, is Nas's Illmatic, and. To me, it's I've. When people talk about they want to make the perfect album. It's this is the standard. And then. Couple that in with Nas was 18 while making this. How raw it was. How real it was. um. The production. When we talk about this the album's previously how they took us places this album for me i remember as a child this was the first like i got the tape it wasn't mine i believe it was my uncle travis's or my cousin jamal's it was one of them and i played this tape and i remember the first time i heard it i was like what's happening right now where so it starts off with like there's this train sound and you're taking you're, you're on. You're clearly on this train taking you somewhere. And the way he takes you through Queens. Is I've never experienced anything like I experienced Illmatic and the fuck, the crazy, the fucking crazy thing about it is every single time I listen to it to this day, I get the exact same experience. If I'm having a bad day, I put on Illmatic. If I'm happy. I'm happy. I put on Illmatic but like mainly if it's there are days I spoke about this um, a couple episodes ago with Christy that like a lot of people think that I don't care about shit because I don't let a lot of stuff get to me and I, I don't react to a whole bunch of stuff right and I was trying to explain to her like I block a lot of things out of my energy space because I do care so much I care like way too much about I get overly emotional about the smallest things. So sometimes like stuff like that, like really really bad things will happen and it's like a sadness or something I can't shake. And it's like that's the if I need to break the glass and emergency get out of whatever it is I'm feeling or thinking about <laughs> I go to Nausea's Ilmatic cuz it can't not transport you somewhere else. And so like I was torn on what song I should play from Illmatic because literally six of probably my all time favorite songs are on this album. But what I'm going to play is I'm going to play the world is yours. And I also believe that the world is yours is the greatest song that's ever been made. Um, I'm not crazy. So Illmatic is in the Smithsonian. (laughs) I don't know if you knew that or not. Mm-mm. They put Ilmatic in the Smithsonian Museum. Like, there's its own display. He, had, he donated stuff from his actual room and stuff. Like, they put it in the Smithsonian as in like, if time ends or if we no longer are here and someone finds this, we want this to kind of represent what we were about. That's a big deal. You know what I mean? That's huge. And the world is yours is is my favorite song on it uh dj Premier produced it and primo primo yeah and it's a dog like this shit is just wild it's just it was the perfect beat for the perfect song at the perfect time for the perfect artist during the perfect time period so i'm just gonna play it man i'm gonna shut the fuck up i'm just gonna play it man i'm gonna shut the fuck up
4: The world is yours, the world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine, whose world is this? it's It's mine, it's mine, it's mine, whose world is this? The world is yours, the world is yours. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine, it's I sit world the dumb peak watching Gandhi till I'm charged and writing in my book of rhymes. All the words past the margin. The whole of mic, I'm throbbing. Mechanical movement, understandable smoke that murderers move with. The thief's theme, the thief's play me theme. at night, they won't act right. The fiend of hip hop has got me stuck like a crack pipe. Good mind activation, react like I'm facing time like Pappy Mason. With pins, I'm embracing. Wipe the sweat off my dome, spit the phlegm on the streets. Sway Tim's on my feet. The beats make my cypher complete Weather cruising in a six cab I'm on tarot deep, I can't call it The beats make me falling asleep I keep falling, but never falling six feet deep I'm out for presidents to represent me I'm out for presidents to represent me Say I'm out for dead presidents to represent me I'm, to represent
0: me. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stop it right here the the context. So the last lines Let me start there first I'm out for presidents to represent me That portion of that might have single-handedly been the thing that amplified the Jay-Z Nas beef because Jay-Z sampled that in Dead Presidents part of the issue that they had with each other was that Nas never cleared it to be sampled but Nas didn't own it right so Rockefeller went to the owners of the publishing and Nas wasn't okay with that that he felt like you should have still got in contact with me. And then that led to who you talking to? Well, who you talking to? Who you think you talking to? And it yeah, it kind of escalated from there. But man, at the beginning of this verse, this man said, I sip the Don P watching Gandhi till I'm charged, writing in my book of rhymes, all the words past the margin. Now, if you've never written raps before, then that just sounds like a dope bar but let me explain something to you when he says all the words past the margin your brother AJ will get this real good because you're actually you know what's crazy he taught me how to write my raps down AJ did yeah yeah I didn't know anything about bars he taught me what bars were I didn't know how to do this so it's crazy that I'm on here with you now that's funny but when he says all the words (laughs) past the margin That's because he went into the next bar of the rhyme. He was supposed to cut it off. So when he says all the words past the margin, you can just visualize literally on the paper. He wrote it past the margin and he wrapped it into the next bar. So what I later learned, he got that technique from Rakim. Cause like, that's who he looked up to and Rakim was the first one to to do that on a regular Mm -hmm. basis go into or set up the next bar with that little in-between phase that normally people don't rap in. Like, you just kind of let it breathe and go to the next one. So, like, yeah, man. Just little stuff like that is... Nas is, man. Nas is just different. Nas is different, dog. Just knocking doors down. Just different, man. I I didn't
1: visit... I didn't visit Illmatic until probably seven years ago and i bought the album and i did this whole like i'm trying like I, we were getting away from buying albums and that's what i wanted to do i wanted to buy albums and play them and you know look at the artwork in the uh in the, uh, the cd cases and actually fill these albums um Illmatic was one of the first ones and it, it it did exactly what you said. It took me it put me on that train and hearing how Nas actually was able to I don't know, come up with these words and his everything was just so so crisp. I'm not hearing anything like this nowadays.
0: Not in that not in that context. And the funny thing about like when people nowadays, like when we talk about not talk about rap to people, people are like I'm like yo, these rappers just ain't. I don't think they have a care for the craft like that. And then people will like try to shoot them some bell and be like, "But yo, they young. Like these kids is 18 and 19." And I'm like, "So was Nas, nigga. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's 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 just it. it, Like, it was a masterpiece, man. It was, it's, it takes you on this journey, this unmistakable journey. And there is a documentary, um. It's called Time is Illmatic. And I can't remember if it's on Netflix or Prime. Um, but he just, it was at the 20-year anniversary mark is when they actually did it. It might have been 25 mm-hmm. years. But they went to, uh, they just went through each, like, song. And he tells, like, the story of how these things came about. And it's crazy, though. Like, it, it brings to life. It was, the crazy part about it was, Exactly the things that you picture when you listen to the album, the place it puts you in and how you feel. He confirms in that documentary, the the way he explains it, it's the way he shows it. And it's like, oh, it's very difficult for you to have an idea, a creative idea, and for you to convey that idea and others receive it and understand it. It's a hard thing to do as a creative. He did that shit flawlessly. And yeah at 18 at 18 that's wild. bro i couldn't i I couldn't
1: even i don't I can't comprehend how his mind was so mature at that young age like looking back on life and like i'm i was a fu- I'm still a kid in my head how how i was rapping I, at
0: 18 and i wasn't rapping about that
1: fuck <laughs> and the cr- cr- the crazy part is like the the grit and grime that he's talking about but he's making it sound so poetic Like he's bringing he's bringing thing. it down to uh i don't know it's 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 some it's some next level shit that an 18 year old fucking slang and crack with a fucking uh Peli on you know i don't even know if that was 93 yeah. i don't think Peli was in but i know he had some Tim's on
0: like He's here's a. It's a. There's an album, I know it's on Apple Music, I'm pretty sure it's Spotify, so it's, it's on everywhere. It's him performing at the Kennedy Center with like some orchestra from DC. It's he performs this album start to finish with like a 38 piece orchestra. Insanity! Like, you want to talk about going on a journey. It's out now. It's streaming everywhere. You just—it's—it's it's just called Illmatic. I think it's live at the Kennedy Center. The shit is crazy because it sounds with the orchestra. It gives you the soundtrack for the movie that you already picture in your brain. Mhm. It's—it's crazy, man. So yeah, shout out Nas, man. Illmatic. Illmatic. It's—it changed. I use it every day. It's something that became a fabric of my life. And for that, like it, it's it's one of the pictures that are standing in in my office right now. Like I've got it framed. It's the Illmatic cover, and it's it's that shit just special, man. That shit special to me. So yeah, that that's my that's my greatest album of all time. Uh, what you got for that's, your number that's, one? That's hard to top, and I don't know. I don't know yeah. if I'll top it, but it's 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 an
1: album that. Took me on. Well, I don't. These albums are going to take you on the journey, and that's what resonates with with everything. But Kanye, you know, formerly known as Yay, he uh, he put out this this little this little situation called "My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy." I think the year was like what was it 2011 or 2010? So, my first uh, my first big 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 concert was I was at Bonnaroo two thousand eight. Kanye performed that year. Um, he was, that was like the whole uh, graduation album, and I, I was a I was a I was a Kanye fan before that, but actually seeing him and seeing what he was doing, and he actually got booed that night, which was crazy because apparently Pearl Jam. They like extended their set an extra two hours or some shit like that, and that was when Kanye was doing like the 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 uh, I was like some night show basically, and it was basically morning when we when he started playing. So my was booing him and shit, and I'm just I'm just sitting there in the front row, just in awe because he's he's in the Yeezy ones, you know. He's got this. He's on this moon like performing graduation, and he has these huge. Like, uh, 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 wasn't big screens, uh, what are they
0: called? Uh, formal word, um, like the digital screens where you play stuff on them. Yeah, I don't know what that shit's called. Big screens, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the big, huge ones. Jumbotron,
1: nah, he said it in a line too. Uh, fuck, what did he say? No, no, he goes, uh. How you gonna be humble?
0: Yeah, no, Jumbotron.
1: In front of Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you got the big Jumbotrons behind him. Anyway Jesus. I'm all I'm I'm in. I'm zoned in. Yeah. Kanye, he's the man. And then growing up and seeing him grow up at the same time mm-hmm. and going through all these controversies and shit and jumping on stage and you know, just being being him before we knew who he was. Yeah. He put out a album. Like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, it's like opening a book. You, he had Nicki Minaj opening up with telling this story, and then can we get much higher, dude? Come on, <laughs> the Nicki. So he, Nicki Minaj, tuned that album in.
0: Go ahead, Nicki Minaj. I listened to it earlier. i mean, I ain't gonna lie. I went back and I was like, "Yo, is he right? Yeah. There's no way." Because the interesting thing is, Kanye also listed that as his number one. Dark twisted fantasy was his number one album. That was his favorite of his catalog, catalog too. So I was like, "Am I missing something?" It's hard as hell. I ain't, I ain't gonna front, uh, but Nikki bodied monster. Oh God, dude! Every time, every that time the, I hear it, that that. might be the only. Yeah,
1: it might be the only time that I'm I'm rapping a whole Nikki verse.
0: <laughs> every time. No,
1: no disrespect towards. No disrespect to the, towards Miss Minaj, but you know I'm just not the biggest fan of hers. But she killed that motherfucker.
0: Like it's her on a song with Jay Z, Kanye West, and Rick Ross opened it up, right? Mm. And I was like, and she went last. Yeah, and I was just like, oh no, that's when I was like, oh Nikki's different. That's mm-hmm. when I, I remember saying, no, she's she's different. Like, I don't know if she's ever gonna be what people think she's gonna be. This is what I was saying back then, but I was like, no, yo, did, she not you can't put her with the other ones. Like, don't don't yeah. no no no. She was the one on this song with a bunch of ones. She was the one, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, that it was dang, bro. You might end up you might end up talking me into moving this one to my favorite Kanye album, because
1: it's hard it's a it's a like kanye's obviously my favorite overall artist in general just because how he's he's changed everything about everything you can't say he's not p- politics fucking art music it's everything fashion he's he encompasses everything that i don't know i, don't, I got his fucking like i walk around the house in these motherfuckers you know what i'm saying yeah like, man
0: He changed everything. Like you said, like it's um, even strictly on this album, because it's a lot of places we can go on this album, too. So run away. Is. One of also my favorite records, and the crazy thing is, I remember. That he did it on the I think it was the MTV Music Awards and in yep. and, and that red and that red suit dog i was telling my i was telling somebody about that earlier today when i was listening to this shit i was like listen my man's had on a white stage it was a white stage him a mm-hmm. podium his beat machine him in this red suit and then pusha t comes out in this like salmon looking pink looking boy they was fly as hell and it's like when it Fuck. comes stage music presentation fashion Ain't nobody doing it like that, man. Ain't nobody doing it like yeah.
1: Just the whole the whole album itself, like when it's, it was it was when that physical album you could hold. Mm-hmm. And I remember my best friend, he bought me. It was I think it was my birthday. It was like we the same time as my birthday when it came out. Mm-hmm. But he bought me Watch the Throne and that album at the same time. And I walked in my I walked in my room and it was on my bed. And I was just like, oh hell yeah. But yeah. that was an album you could hold, and you can pull it out, and you can flip it over this way, and you put it back in the sleeve, and it's a whole new cover. So oh, you open yeah, it up, and you yeah, got yeah. yeah. It had was it him that. fucking his unicorn or something mm-hmm. like that?
0: I forgot about that. That
1: was and they blurred that thing out. Yep. <laughs> and then you then you had the uh, the ballerina with the mustache. The the I forgot the artist's name, but
0: man, I missed killed it. I missed like that. I miss that, being able touching. to open. I miss touching. touching yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. You know, it's some artists then, that are still doing that have, too, like uh, Alchemist. Oh yeah, that's everything that every project, every project Alchemist puts out. There's always a fun little you can touch this item with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really miss I'm,
1: that. I, I, right now, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get back to. Uh, feeling things feeling that nostalgia like i got right now i got in the in the uh on vinyl right now in the record player i got bandana by freddie gibbs and madlib that's that's just in the living room right now like i love holding this shit you don't get that no more and then also he made a whole fucking video album of the whole like he made a movie
0: all right, cool. So we back. We had some shit drop out on us, but we back up in this. And we're still talking about Kanye, man, and Dark Fantasy. And I was just telling Matt, like, how I think he might be swaying me to this being my favorite um, Kanye album. And we was kind of waxing poetic about being able to touch shit and the the genius that went into the, the packaging. You know, like, that shit's dope.
1: And then you like I remember hearing. Well, obviously I'm gonna go look back at the album and see how he made the thing. But he flew everybody out to Hawaii, and they just zoned out. And it didn't even sound like they made that in Hawaii. Like obviously it's it just it's just something to add to it. But going through everything he was going through, pretty much people hated him. He was the uh, Taylor Swift, you know. It it was like. Um, Everyone was following Kanye. Everybody wanted to hate Kanye, but not the people who loved him. Everybody was, it was like, Kanye, did, that's what he does.
0: The same as like artists, artists too. They, they, artists has, Kanye's changed music so many times. Every album. Like, yeah, every single album. Because I was thinking, to me, I'm a big Jay-Z fan. And I think that the Blueprint 3 is Dark Fantasy Part 2. Like, when I listened to the Blueprint 3, it was very, very clear that Dark Fantasy inspired this album. Like, I can tell that Jay, I don't know that he would ever admit it, but I could tell that he was like, no, I need a record like this. I need to start it like this. I need to take it, then take it here. Let me start it on this, take it here. And I know he was following because it. And it might have been. I know there was a few of the tracks that were rumored to be the leftovers from Dark Fantasy that didn't quite make the cut. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be shocked, though, because the sound on that is very much the sound of Dark Fantasy. And that sound of Dark Fantasy was a new sound when we heard it on there. And yeah, then, he's doing
1: some crazy flips with samples like that you've yeah. never heard.
0: And you would never think to here either. Like, and then I love that he doesn't simply always, I'm always interested in Kanye's drums, Mm -hmm. like which drums and what drum tone he chooses with some of these samples. Cause some of the samples he'll give you are these beautiful melodic samples. Right. Mm -hmm. And he will throw these dark drums underneath them. Right. And these drums that just, push you back into your seat and it's just like whoa what is happening right now this went from being someone singing me a love song to it's dark out here and these are scary hours you know what I mean like he he does that perfectly man like this man as a producer is just a genius dude crazy Plus he,
1: put Chris, he put Chris rock on that
0: motherfucker <laughs> facts and Chris rock was hilarious God, you know? man <laughs> Yo, Chris Rock is um that's funny. So he put Chris Rock on that album. On that album, the song we're going to play, he also has Ross on it. And Ross would later use Chris Rock throughout a whole album as well. And I wonder if Ross picked up that idea through working on this, you know what I'm saying?
1: Probably. That's interesting.
0: I didn't think about that. But yeah, let's. uh, What song you want me to play for the people, man? I mean, there's.
1: I mean, I want to hear the whole album. You got me. I want to go back and visit the whole album. But my one of my favorite will always be. I mean, Devil in a New Dress. uh, Ross fucking bodies that. Mike Dean on the guitar, shredding.
0: It's a. uh... Yo, Ross's voice is so luxurious and the beat is so luxurious. It could only be him. And it's like when it comes to like all rappers have their pocket, right? And this is his pocket. I was that's just like, like I could listen to him rap for an hour on this beat, dog. Yeah, but that's
1: his that's my favorite Ross feature song, anything.
0: I'm gonna uh, let me start this because uh, so beautiful.
2: Uh, yeah. I love it though. I love it though. Nobody
0: <laughs> plays with vocal samples uh, like this. to the
2: constellations. The way you look should be a sin. You, my sensation. <laughs> I know I'm preaching to the congregation. We love Jesus, but you done learned learn a lot from Satan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I did a lot of waiting We ain't married, but tonight I need some consummation May the Lord forgive us May the gods be with us In that magic hour I've seen good Christians make rash decisions Oh, she do it What happened to religion? Oh, she lose it She putting on her makeup She casually a lord Text, message, breakups The casualty of tour. How she gon' wake up And not love me no more I thought I was that I guess it's rubbing off Hood phenomenon
0: Yo, the drums are just a suggestion in this song That vocal sample is an instrument in itself That's
2: crazy Put your hands to the constellations The way you look should be your sin You my sensation I know I'm preaching to the congregation We love Jesus But she done learned a lot from Satan Satan, Satan, Satan
0: Also, Kanye did the hook, and while recording it, it's only one main vocal, no ad-lib. That's when you know it's real, dog.
2: It's the magic hour. The magic hour. And out of all the colors that'll fill up the skies, you got green on your mind, I can see it in your eyes. Why you standing there with your face screwed up? Don't leave while you're hot, that's how May screwed up. Throwing shit around the whole place, screwed up Maybe I should call Mace so he could pray for us I hit the Jamaican spot at the bar, take a seat I ordered your jerk. She said, "You are what you eat." <laughs> you see, I always loved a sense of humor, but tonight you should've seen how quiet the room was. The Leo cone, a Dior own. That's Dior own. That Dior homie. The Crib face, Could it be more Tony? You love me for me. Could you be more phony? Put your hands to the constellation. The way you look should be a sin You my sensation <laughs> Ever said a word Ever said a word to me this evening Can Cat get your tongue
1: Man, I done played that in the car with a chick before Just <laughs> so people w- I could hear him say that boy oh That line right there Cause I know she man Oh
0: man Dog, like I'm putting this on And just when you thought it couldn't take you to another level this shit right here bro and one of the dope things that they did Ye knew what was coming so he said let's let this shit breathe for a little bit dog cause Ross is gonna get on here and do what he do give it time to build and just breathe Ross don't talk let's just let it breathe (laughs) that's crazy
1: I feel like Mike Dean ripped the biggest bomb we hit before playing that. Yeah. As he's exhaling, just playing that.
3: Get your to bone Looking at my wrist It'll turn your pain to stone Stretch limousine Sipping rosé all alone Double-headed monster With a mind of his own Cherry red chariot Excesses just my character All black tux tuck shoes lavender I never needed acceptance From all you outsiders Had ciphers with Yeezy Before his mouth wired uh, Before his jaw shattered Climbing up the Lord's ladder We still speeding Running signs like They don't matter uh, Hater talking never made me mad. Never that, I win in my favorite paper tag. Therefore, G4s at the Clearport. When it come to tools, fool, I'm a pep boy. When it came to game, I was quick to export. Never tired of balling, so it's on to the next sport. New Mercedes Sedan, the next sport. So many cars, DMV thought it was mail fraud. Different traps I was getting mail from. Polk County, Jacksonville, Rake, right Melbourne whole click appetites had take runs spinning teddy grass, final as my as my burns i shed a tear before the night's over god bless the man i put the sights over uh, getting tupac money twice over still a real real red coochie sweater dice roller i'm making love to the angel of death catch your feelings never stumble retracing my steps
0: Imagine being in the studio, man. That's one of those records that like, yo, how do we end this? Like this song? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just looking around like, yo, what do we do? Like, this shit, man, that shit is so crazy. (laughs) That shit is so crazy. Ross did his thing in that one right there. It like, it needed Ross on that. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, man. That's the perfect pairing. That was the perfect. That was it. Like that was. I'm pretty. And I. And it, I. W- I would like to know if if everybody in the studio at the time was like, "Hey, you know who this need right? This would be hard for uh, a verse from Ross right now, and I, that's his best verse ever, right? I believe so. In I can't think opinion, of any that's... others. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better than that. I'm a big Ross fan, too. Like, I like Ross. Um, He's got a new album coming soon, too. Richer than I ever been. I'm excited for that, uh, because low-key low-key Ross's albums (laughs) when it comes to picking production and uh, doing what it needs to do. Anybody gets time. You run through Ross's catalog and, yeah, he cares as well. He cares as well. Um, But, yeah, man. Back, back to Kanye back to this one it, it was uh, it was a special time too and this was a dope time in music period because this was what year was this what year was this been
1: mm. I'm gonna say two, it gotta be 2011
0: 11 is where I'm thinking and if that's the case then I think we were one year away from the special double XL freshman group or maybe that was the same year. Was this the same year that we had like currency crit Jay Cole Mac Miller? Like, cause there was the two year, there was two years of this freshman thing that it, you look back and it's like, yo, what the fuck was going on those two years? Crazy legends. I think it was, it was around that time. And yeah, dog. it was like Kanye came through and was been like, hold on young fellas. Hold on, hold on, no, you fellas.
1: The end, the back end of 2010,
0: November 22nd. Okay. Yeah, man, it's, uh, Jesus. Yeah, Kanye different, bro. Kanye's different, and this is why I think we gotta put, I didn't, the fact that we both got a Kanye album, and we can argue on which one was better, <laughs> tells you right there who this man is, like, you know what I'm saying?
1: I remember I remember when uh you remember when uh like cell phones started getting hot and like you could pick your ringtone and shit yeah yeah Jesus Jesus walks was my first one I bought for seven dollars you know the
0: only ringtone I ever bought in my life was <laughs> was still tipping oh gosh that's perfect. that shit was my ring. Bro, that shit was my ringtone for like three and a half years. Like, <laughs> that was my ringtone, and I th- I'm pretty sure that's the only one I ever bought as a ringtone. Yeah. And yeah, still tipping was that one for me. Jesus walks. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. I love music, though. Ain't nothing mm-hmm. in this world like music. There's nothing in this world that can do the things that music do. Wow. Man, look, I appreciate you taking this time to talk to me on, on that shit, dog. Cause as you can tell, I wish I could you, articulate nothing excites better. Me like you can't, and you don't and, and but that's the beauty of like music. Like, I know that some things that I articulate, people ain't gonna get. And I'm okay with that. Like, it just means so much to me. And then like my perspective changed. My perspective is a little bit different because like I made a run at music. Right. Mm -hmm. And once you start recording music and, you know, the process of recording music. It does one or two things. Yeah. Sometimes it's a it can you can be jaded like you you listen differently (laughs) and it's like you're listening with the critique ear. Yeah. But like I'm to the point I'm so far removed from like doing that stuff when I stopped doing it that like Mm -hmm. now I just understand how hard things are. And I'm like, yo! Or different recording techniques, because like back in 2010 when he's recording that album, what I was saying about Kanye, the hook was a main vocal and no, there was no dub tracks, no ad-libs. For a hook, you normally do six tracks for it. Then you do an ad-lib, you try to boost it up. It it needs Mm -hmm. to be it needs to feel different than the verse kanye was like fuck that let me just go raw vocal on it just me and it's like that's a tactic i only ever done that when i knew i had something nah i need you to hear what i'm gonna say and i want you to hear it exactly how i say it it, it don't need to be polished it don't need to sound perfect no it don't punch me in no, don't don't let me do no ad-libs. Let's just play this shit cuz I want them to feel this the same way they're going to feel it if they hear me rapping at the concert. This is how it feels. This is how it sounds. And so I'll be recognizing shit like that. Or I'll recognize like What the fuck kind of song structure is he going by? Wait. That one was 8 bars, but that one was 12. What is he doing? Like and I'll recognize little stuff like that. And it'll it'll change the way you listen and yeah, dog. I just be appreciating what, greatness when I see it.
1: What would you give? What would you give to like be a fly on the wall to uh, any of these six that we
0: named? Anything in that room. I give my right hand, dog. I'm right handed,
1: I, bro. I, <laughs> like, said, I was thinking my right hand.
0: Yeah, I'd give before. you. Y'all can have it just to just to, yeah, one night. I just need one night. Yeah, just to be like, no, nah, if I'm giving my process. whole hand, I want the whole album. You want to, yeah you gotta be at every session oh, <laughs> yeah I need every session yeah cause I think about like I would like to see what I would like to see what Primo's face looked like when he tracked it and then was like alright so the night that he did that they talk about it in the documentary that's the first time he had met Nas he didn't even he wasn't even aware of like the barbecue the backyard barbecue freestyle and all that shit. He didn't know any of that. He was like he went on the strength of the the girl that was our A and R in the project called, mm-hmm. and he went because he knew it was gonna be a label check involved. <laughs> like he didn't. know. He's like I didn't know much about this kid. You know they told me he's young. He's like so my expectations ain't really that high, but like. I know it's a label, so the label check gonna be there regardless, and he was like and I really rocked with the kid, he's like and then he heard him, he heard him record um, New York State of Mind and he said, so that was an authentic moment where he was like, I, I don't know how to start this shit he really, and then he's like, rappers are monkey flip flipping with the funky rhythm, and he was like and everybody in the room was just like what the fuck just happened like and there was he was like there was something so innocent about this kid that like he really didn't know how to start it so he just started rapping and he was like so I was in there and then Preem was like also that's me singing in the hook whose world is this he was like I never sang a hook but Nas was like yo I want you to sing it he's like and I was just so I was like, yeah, I got it. You know what I mean? And he was like, but like I hadn't really met the kid until that night. And then the masterpiece happened. He was like, but he's like, but sound, I knew that night. He was like, I left there knowing. Like, go ahead. Going
1: going from the backyard freestyle yeah. to that song. Yeah. It's just a, a seamless transition.
0: Yeah, it's crazy too, because Nas's brother Jungle is in the documentary and like They asked jungle. They was like, you know, when did you know that your brother was that dude? And he was like, we was probably 14. And he started rapping in the stairwell. He's like, and I told him and I will tell everybody. No, no, no. My brother's a prophet. He's just better than y'all. He's better than us. And he was because jungle was like, I want jungle. said I wanted to be the rapper. And then I heard Nas rap. And I was like, oh, no, I don't have that. I'm not that. You can't learn how to do this thing. I thought I could learn. He's like, I thought I could learn how to be a rapper and then I heard him and I was like, no, it has to be from God and that's not me. <laughs> he was like, so I'm just going to support my brother any way I can. And he was like, he was like, he was just, I just knew Nas was different and niggas just had yeah. to hear it. And then like they went to uh, the first person that he like really, really rapped for that like they rapped at something that a tribe called Quest was at and I guess Q-Tip came up afterwards and was like, yo, you, this is the craziest shit I heard. And was like spitting back bars from that freestyle like that had just happened 12 minutes ago. He's like, yo, when you said this, this and that, like, that's crazy. And then Nas's thing was uh, he had the line about when I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. And like he said that, like <laughs> Q-Tip was like, yo. Who talks like that? Yo, this nigga talking about killing Jesus, like. And he was like, "Yo, this." But you said it so smooth, like, wow, bro. Yeah, nah, I would anything. I would give anything to go back and just, just to watch, just to really watch. oh no, man, and yeah.
1: What's crazy is like tonight you've said, you said doggy style, you said illmatic, yeah. and then you just brought up. Tribe Call quest, yeah. so I've said ninety I've said the the year ninety three like fifteen yep. times I feel like, and it's like that is the craziest year, yeah,
0: nothing like it
1: in hip hop, you got doggy style Elmatic, I'm sure mm-hmm. there's some more, but you got midnight Marauders, and those are yep. the three albums I bought when I wanted to i like, I had to bought this Nissan truck mm-hmm. I brought three albums, and those were the three. Yeah, it's and just 93 resonates so much with me, even though I know I wouldn't, you know, I'm not from, you know, uh, California.
0: I'm not from New York. I'm not. It doesn't matter. Like embody. It was each of those albums just changed stuff like Doggy style was dope because like you heard Snoop and you knew he was a star you could hear it in yeah. his it chronic two You could hear it in his voice that this guy raps better than a lot of people like he just he just raps sure. better than y'all do and that's okay like no there's de- there's definitely levels to this thing and as a rapper he's actually on the level of dre as a producer which didn't always happen mm-hmm. you know what I mean like dre beats mm-hmm. saved a lot of people <laughs> and he was like but this dude is different like this dude the caliber of rapper he is is the caliber of producer that dre is and then like it molded perfectly on doggy style because i think that's dre's best work like the chronic is is the chronic don't get me wrong and the the death row stuff is it it, it speaks but i think doggy like the production and doggy style is so west coast it's it's Dr Dre expressing himself exactly the way he wants to express himself. And I think it was his best for me it was his best work. And then Illmatic was every producer involved. I believe it was their best work. <laughs> I don't know if Premier would put it up there but like cuz he's he's done a lot, right? But like it's just different and it was again like you got Prem and you got Nas and it's like Prem beats have saved a lot of records, but Nas yeah. is up. This guy is up here on this level with this. So these need to go together. And then, I mean, a tr- I mean, tribe is just so tribe is so dope just because like they were like, this is kind of our lane over here so we're gonna do our thing and you can just walk over here when you want to and if like you really ain't into the zulu stuff that's cool you can walk in and walk out and walk in and walk out and it's all love yeah. and like everybody that was gangster rappers love tribe and <laughs> backpack rappers yeah love tribe you know you, it was just man special special yeah what a year what a fucking year <laughs> 1993. Look,
1: I was what four years old.
0: That makes me want to do a. You hey, know what would be
1: dope in my late twenties, trying Here's to. A, this would
0: be dope, and I'm sure someone's probably gonna steal this idea. Someone needs to go back and do a. Would it be in, Would it be called an anthology series, maybe podcast series, just on that year? Take each album and turn it into different episodes that came out because there's more than just those three that came. You know what I'm saying? That year was different bro like yeah that somebody
1: cool. had to get sacrificed i'm
0: sure they had to it had to you can't get that much good for nothing you gotta pay that price <laughs> you got to man <laughs> all right man like i said we, we, we've been on this for a long time um i can keep rambling forever tell them where they can find you at matt if you want them to find you
1: yeah i'm uh you can find me on instagram lord underscore booty sweat mm-hmm. um i got a little art page uh grits and gravy uh you know you get, i do a little screen printing and shit mm-hmm. but
0: i got some up here in that's the where i'm
1: at you you can see uh you can see what i i work on and then see some cool pictures
0: Dope. um y'all know where to find me at Sim if you don't i mean it's the internet dog uh for those of you watching on youtube again i don't know how this music is gonna act on youtube Sometimes they just let that shit fly. Sometimes they don't. If they don't, I would invite you to or advise you to close YouTube and just listen to the audio version of this. Um, like I said, it's up to you. It's however you want to indulge in the content. I personally, I'm still old school. So, like, I don't like to watch podcasts on YouTube, but a bunch of people do. And that's cool. So if you do just know that, like, you're probably going to hear some gaps in sound. That's because, you know, over in the audio where we're experiencing some things that you're probably not going to get to experience on YouTube. Um, but continue to subscribe to the YouTube. Continue to like the stuff. Again, I still don't know how the algorithms and shit work over there because I'm new. But fuck with it because I fuck with y'all. Um, follow the page on Instagram at Cloud Conversations Pod. Trying to think if there's any more housekeeping shit I got to get up to. No, nah, I don't think so, man. I appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to this and uh yeah hopefully matt will come back soon
1: for sure thanks for about, having me
0: i man. got about 12 more conversations we can have boy i'm telling you <laughs> hopefully hopefully i gotta it lube up you already bit. know i get a little more <laughs> all right uh like i said cloud conversations and we are out